What is up, guys? How we doing? It has been a while. It really has. Um, yeah, I... Jeez, uh, what a crazy season, right? I gotta be honest, I just wasn't really feeling like making podcasts uh, for a while. Maybe I'll do a lot more, maybe I won't, but uh, I just really wanted to come out and just talk to you guys, say hi. It's been a crazy season, just crazy. Um, I think first things first is uh, thoughts and prayers out to Damar Hamlin, the Bills' safety. Um, if you were watching Monday live like I was, it was looking like it was going to be a really good game. I just got off work. Um, or no, I was like trying to get it. Uh, I was trying to get the game on and, uh, I get the game pulled on. And next thing I know, we're, you know, like five minutes into the game. And then just all of a sudden, like the whole team is huddled around him and we don't really know what's happening. And just crazy to see this 24 year old kid just have his heart stop on the field. And, uh, thank God for, you know, the trainers and the paramedics and the doctors and everybody involved from the medical side of things. Um, it's Thursday when I'm recording this, I actually forgot that there was no Thursday night football, which is kind of funny, but yeah, it was, we got, when it happened, nobody knew it was happening and it was just, holy crap, this guy might die after, you know, what looked like a regular tackle. You, know, you tackle a receiver as a safety, like, you, how many times have we seen that? You know, like, how many tackles do we see in a football game? Like, a hundred. And then how many football games do you watch? You know, like. A dozen, two dozen, three dozen. If you watch a lot of football, you might be watching, you might watch 50 to 100 football games a year. You might see a thousand tackles a year. And we've never seen this on a football field where, or at least I haven't. I don't know if anybody has, but it's just crazy. Uh, but the good news is, is uh, as of this morning, apparently he was... <clears throat> waking up. Uh, he was responsive. Uh, they've still got him intubated. I always get that word mixed up, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, they've got that breathing apparatus like down your throat to help him breathe. And, uh, he was communicating via writing, holding and, you know, grabbing his loved one's hands. He was responsive. According to the doctors, he is, uh, his neurological function and everything is all intact and good. So it's great news. You know, it's obviously it's still way too early to say, but it's, it's very good news so far. The fact that, you know, after being put under and being on a, you know, a breathing machine and all that crazy stuff and having CPR on the field and being resuscitated with an AED on freaking Monday night football that 
you know, thank God this kid appears to be recovering. And I know he's still in, I think he's still technically in like critical condition and everything, but the fact that he's awake and responsive is great news. And the fact that they were so fast to act, um, you know, cross our fingers and pray, but it, it sounds like this should be a full recovery. Um, and with what happened on Monday with just everything going on and finding out what happened, you know, we, we didn't, we didn't know what was going to happen. Pretty terrifying. And, you know, we know this is a violent game and people get hurt all the time, but you know, typically that's, you know, muscles and bones and ligaments. It's not your heart stops, you know? You, you bruise a muscle, you tear a ligament, you break a bone. Like, that all sucks, but that's not dying, you know? Like, you can rehab from a torn pec. You can't rehab from your heart stopped and just stopped. You know, that's, that's an entirely different thing. Um, so just... I was so grateful that we got this good news because I, I, I didn't even feel like I could talk about football or think about football until we heard some good news. Just, uh, it was terrifying and it was just kind of weighing on me and it was, it was almost like I didn't even want to think about football there for a day or two, you know? Tuesday, Wednesday, until we actually had some legitimately good news. So, yeah, thank God for that. Um, again, you know, been saying some prayers, and I, I can't imagine what this is like on the family and the team. You know, I can only imagine what his family and his teammates are going through. Um, I, I thought that... <laughs> Apparently, when he first uh, gained consciousness and they were communicating and writing, he asked if they had won the game. <laughs> so, you know, like, how do you respond to that? That's, yeah, it's uh, just an intense thing. You know, it, it brings things into uh, into perspective. You know, these, you, you're playing a game. And we know it's a physical, violent game, but you never expect somebody's heart to stop on the field. And uh, I think Monday night we had a, a terrifying realization of that. And uh, who knows what the cause was, you know? Who knows? I've heard some people say that it's this, uh, like, myocardio something or another where you get hit in the chest and there's, like, some tiny microsecond, like, in between beats or something that'll heart your stop. Some conspiracy people are saying it's the jab. Um, some people have said it's it's long COVID. Could be an underlying heart condition. Like, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, maybe we'll find out in the future. You know, that is his personal medical information. Um, it is a freak accident kind of thing. And I'm just glad that he, he appears to be okay now. And I hope that he is. Um, cause you know, uh, a game is bigger than someone's life and this is a 24 year old kid. So 
anyways, I just I had to get that out because that was that's been the big thing that's just kind of been hanging for uh, for this week. But, you know, we're not here for that. We're here to talk about the Niners. And like I was saying, man, what a season. <laughs> like, are you not entertained? Are you not entertained by this team? What more do you want? This football team is like... I wouldn't call myself a content creator because this is just a hobby. And sometimes I come on here and I yell at a microphone and there might be 10 or 50 people out there who actually listen to it. But if I was a content creator, (laughs) boy, there's a lot, there's a lot to talk about, you know? Um, wow. How it started and how it's going. (laughs) Woof, how did it start? Well, we had uh, we had Trey Lance as the starting quarterback, and we were all really excited to see the kid. And, uh, you know, he struggled a little bit in a monsoon, which, understandable. And then we were really excited to see what he could do. And then he breaks his ankle. And it's like, well damn it, this sucks. This really sucks. I really wanted to see Trey Lance this season. You know, like that was one of the most exciting parts about this season was, oh my gosh, we get to see what this young, talented kid has and how he can grow into a quarterback for the Niners. And then it's like, cool, you know, we're five quarters into the season and that's done. Like, sorry, but uh, his ankle turned the wrong way. So... He's not going to play anymore. And it was like, well, you know what? Thank goodness we got Jimmy then. Uh, You know, it's probably a good thing we signed Jimmy as a backup. And hey, you know what? Maybe maybe this season isn't lost because he's done it before. And the season starts out kind of slow. You know, we started out. Had a. Had some bad losses. And at a point we were three and four. Do you remember that? Do you remember being three and four? It was, uh, we lost to the chiefs by like 20 points. Like it was embarrassing how bad the Niners looked against the chiefs. And we had just traded for Christian McCaffrey, like two days before that, by the way, how's that turning out? (laughs) But we were three and four. And then what happened? Nine fucking game win streak. Nine. How many teams have a nine? First off, how many teams have a nine win season? And then how many teams have a nine game win streak? Jeez. So Jimmy comes in and Jimmy plays some of the best football we've ever seen him play. He goes eight and two. Awesome. Like, love it. Cool. You know, I, I know that Jimmy's, you know, he's, he's only here for the season And we know what Jimmy is. We know what we like about him. We know what we don't like about him. All that. It's all been said and done before. But hey, you know what? We're having fun. We're winning games. We still got a shot. Right? 
And holy shit, this Christian, the Christian McCaffrey trade blew me away. Like it was out of nowhere. I mean, it wasn't really out of nowhere because like, you know, there was the whole rumor mill going and then there was maybe San Francisco will get CMC. But in the back of my head, I was like, there's no way that's happening. They would never do that. Really? Are they really going to give up that much for Christian McCaffrey? They wouldn't do that. Now, these are just rumors flying around. He's going to go somewhere else. Blah, blah, blah. And then it was like 8 p.m. I checked my phone. Holy shit. Babe. We just traded for Christian McCaffrey. What? Yeah. The Niners just traded a second, a third, a fourth round pick for Christian McCaffrey. We got CMC. What? Uh, we Really? Like, holy shit, yeah, that, that's Schefter. Damn. Damn, that's Rappaport. All right, I guess, uh, cool. I guess we have CMC now. And then, holy shit, was he good. He's so good. So good. I don't know about you, but, uh, like, I knew Christian McCaffrey was good. But I never watched McCaffrey because he was on the Panthers. And I haven't watched the Panthers for the last five years because the Panthers haven't really been relevant for like five years because they don't have, they don't have prime Cam Newton for the last five years. So why would I be watching Christian McCaffrey? You know? So I knew McCaffrey was good, but holy crap. He's been good. He's been so good ever. And is it just me or is he getting better? I feel like almost every game he's better. Like last game against the Raiders, he had over 190 yards. 190. He had like, I think it was 120 rushing yards and then like 70 more receiving yards, something like that. Multiple, like at least one touchdown. Christian McCaffrey is averaging 120 yards per game since we acquired him in 10 games he has 1200 scrimmage yards did you catch that christian mccaffrey a niner (laughs) which is awesome is averaging 120 scrimmage yards per and a touchdown per game This season, ridiculous. He's so good. It's awesome. I didn't know he was this good. I have continued to be impressed. If he stays healthy, I hope he retires a 49er. Or at the very least, we keep him around for the rest of this contract. And we've got him for three more years. Oh, oh. And he's only 20. I think he turned 20. He's only 26. He doesn't turn 27 till June. That's like training camp. We have prime Christian McCaffrey picking up 120 scrimmage yards a game and a touchdown on average. The next three years. We have Debo for three more years. We have Ayuk for two to three more years. We have Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. For three more years. I'm pretty sure that we have Kittle for like about three more years. 
We've got Trent Williams for, I think, three more years. Holy crap, dude, this team is set. We got, we've got Burford and Banks for two to three more years. We've got Fred Warner, Charvarius Ward for like three more years. Bose is going to get paid and defensive player of the year, Bose. He better fucking win it. But like, dude, like, look at how good, look at how well this team has been constructed. Look at how much talent we had. We had six pro bowlers selected and arguably we should have had more. Drake Greenlaw wasn't selected to the Pro Bowl. What the hell was that? He's been playing incredible. Traverius Ward arguably should be a Pro Bowl corner. Like, what? <laughs> this team is stacked. It's ridiculous how good this team is. And not only that, but... How how well this team is coached. I don't know what it is, but Shanahan always seems to struggle a little bit early in the season with his coaching. Like look at like 2019, 2021, this year, like this year, last year, the Super Bowl year. I know the Super Bowl year we started 8-0, but I wouldn't say that was purely on coaching. I think that the that would start was purely on the defense. You know, because the defense was incredible for that. But like Shanahan, I very much believe is his coaching gets better throughout the season. If you've noticed, the team isn't beating themselves like they were in the first month or two of the season. First month or two of the season, every single game, I was like, holy shit, we beat ourselves. We did this, this, this and this wrong. We fucked up this. We effed up that. We should have done this. This guy made this mistake. This penalty blew this drive and this took points off the board. And what's with all the damn penalties? Now we look at it and it's like, holy shit, we have the number one defense and we're scoring 30 plus points a game. This team is running like a well-oiled machine stacked with talent. And that just shows you how good the coaching staff is. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch deserve coach of the year and executive of the year. Just straight up. They deserve it. How many teams in the NFL have the number two seed going into the last week of the the season with their number three rookie quarterback? Hmm. How many coaches could do that? How many? Like it's in the, Again, this season has been incredible. Shanahan, I believe, has entered like elite coaching, top five coach territory. John Lynch, the job they've done is incredible. D'Amico Ryans, what he's been on, done on defense is incredible. Shanahan, the coaching, the coach's coach, the coaching evaluator, the, the coach talent scout. The way that Shanahan is able to find and coach up his staff and create and find these coordinators and position coaches that maximize the talent that they do is it's incredible. Look at how well every single position group on the team is playing quarterback. 
We have a seventh round rookie quarterback who's basically five and zero. Oh. Jimmy Garoppolo had his best career season, arguably ten games, going eight and two. Best stats he's put up, best play I think of his career. Brock Purdy's playing really well. Brock Purdy, four of his five games, they put up over 30 points. Over 30 with a seventh round rookie. The receivers, look at the receivers. Debo, he is, uh, what, like quietly have like 800 yards or something. Brandon Ayuk is, I think, 50 yards, 70 yards away from a thousand yard season. The run blocking is incredible. The effort's incredible. Juwan Jennings has cleaned up a lot of his early mistakes. He run blocks like an angry tight end, and he converts third downs and scores touchdowns. Tight ends. George Kittle is having an incredible year. George Kittle, uh, just personal record. He has nine touchdowns this year. His best previous year was like six offensive line. Were we not concerned that the offensive line was going to be the weakness on this team? We had no idea what the interior of their offensive line was going to be. Banks has been solid all season. Hasn't given up a sack. Brendel, he's been solid. He has some issues, but he's been solid. He's been a lot better than a guy who started three games in like five years. He's been good. And Burford, Burford's been solid. He's he's a fourth-round rookie who played left tackle. He's a starting right guard, and he's playing all right. And you know what? Sometimes he struggles for a bit. We throw Brun uh, skill in there, and he plays for a series. You know, coach the kid up on the sideline, give him a break. Trent Williams is Trent Williams. He's pass blocking his face off and... You know, smashing guys into the ground 20 yards downfield. And Mike McGlinchey has two to three bad plays a game, but outside of that, he's having a pretty good season. You know, Max Crosby had zero sacks and was basically erased last game. Max Crosby lining up against Mike McGlinchey. Max Crosby's damn good. And yes, Mike McGlinchey's not perfect, but Mike McGlinchey is having a solid season. And the fact that our offensive line is above average when we had basically four question marks coming into this season. We had a second year player we'd never seen at left guard. We had a veteran who had never been a starter in more than like three games at center in like five years in the league. We had a rookie right guard and we had a Mike McGlinchey at right tackle coming off of a huge injury last year where his freaking quad ripped off his leg and they had to reattach it. Mike McGlinchey had a crazy, possibly career-ending injury and he's having arguably his best year as a pro. Like, the offensive line. The running backs. How good is Jordan Mason? And it sucks that that Elijah Mitchell's been hurt for the majority of the season, but... When he was in, he looked damn good. He should be back for the season finale. Jordan Mason looks awesome. Just angry. He looks he looks like mini beast mode, and I love it. Like, every position group on this team is playing at an incredible level. 
or at the very least, an above average level. And again, that just comes down to Shanahan, the coaching that he does, the way that he coaches the team, coaches the coaches, the way he finds coaches that fit his scheme. His ability to evaluate and lift coaching talent is not talked about, and it's 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 incredible what it's done for this team, this organization, and how they've improved throughout the season. On defense, dude, defensive line? Jeez. Nick is a monster. Defensive player of the year. Pretty much consensus. I don't think it, nothing's official yet, but he should win it. I don't know how you couldn't give it to him. The dude wrecks games. The rest of the defensive line has been really good. We've had guys go down, guys fill in. Armstead goes down for a bitch. Kinlaw goes down for most of the season. Still have no number one defense. Have guys step up, step in, make plays. Chris Kosarek, awesome. The linebackers, whew. I mean, Fred Warner is Fred Warner. But Dre Greenlaw this year, jeez, he's been so good. He is a freaking destroyer out there. He blows guys up. He tackles for loss. He forces fumbles and interceptions. Dre Greenlaw deserved a Pro Bowl. Fred Warner got one. Dre Greenlaw deserved one. I don't think that there's a. I, I don't think that there's. I don't think there's three better linebackers in the NFC. There's Fred, obviously. Uh, you could argue Bar- Bobby Wagner. Outside of that, I mean, who who's a better linebacker in the NFC? I don't know. Like maybe. Maybe Levante David? Maybe Demario Davis? That's tough. Because it's not just about racking up tackles. Like I, I saw that Jordan Brooks for the Seahawks. I think he got nominated the Pro Bowl. And it's like, really? No, nah, dude. You're, you're not that good. You might have a lot of tackles, but it's not all just about racking up tackles. But yeah, the linebackers, Aziz, Aziz has been playing great. Um, corners and safeties. Oh my God. Speaking of, speaking of safeties, Hafunga, holy shit. I did not see this coming. I was, I was vocally a Talanoa Hafunga doubter. And it wasn't that I didn't believe in him. It was just, I don't know. You know, you see that 4740 and... You see the coverage bus that he had and some of the missed tackles and damn, he has proved me wrong here in the Pro Bowl. The dude is a heat seeking missile out there. He blows up everything. He's awesome. Gibson steps in like the the game like a week before the season start at free safety because Jimmy Ward gets hurt. He's been playing well. Jimmy Ward has been, uh, after he got hurt, he came back and he's been playing in the slot and he's been getting better. Charvarius Ward has been great at corner. Again, arguably should have been in the Pro Bowl. There's a lot of good corners out there. I'll, I'll admit that, but he's been very, very good. He's probably been a top 10 corner in the NFL this year. And then on the other side, like Mosley was, Mosley was playing awesome 
he gets hurt. I think it was against Carolina. And uh, then it was like, all right, what are we going to do? Well, someone's going to step up. Go figure. It's pretty much been uh, Diamador Lenore. Uh, Occasionally, we've had Sammy Womack come in, play some snaps. But you just every single position group on this team has been playing at a high level as the season has progressed. And that's just, that's how good the coaching is and how good they've been at acquiring talent and depth. And it's so cool. It's so cool. It's been such a fun season. Um, I was lucky enough to go to that Seattle game. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, I tell you, as somebody who lives in the Pacific Northwest, about an hour and a half away from Seattle, um, very few things make me happier than beating the Seahawks. And uh, this is the first time that I have personally got to see the Niners beat the Seahawks in Seattle. And to see them beat the Seahawks in Seattle with a rookie quarterback to clinch the division... (laughs) Oh, I don't, I don't think I've ever had such, such a good time. It was so great. I lost my voice. Um, went to Chapman's parties, like all of them. Like there was like the day before party, the day of party. And then we went and did another after party. So shout out to Chapman, uh, salty seeing him there. All the other guys. Um, I know I, let me see here, because I think some of you guys, like, you sent me messages on Twitter, so let me see if I can call you out, give you a shout-out, because you did actually message me. Uh, oh, Victor. Uh, I remember talking to Victor. Uh, Chris. Chris Jones. I think I talked to uh, you as well uh, at one of those parties, but... Bro, dude. Was that Seahawks game not incredible? Um it was so fun. I had such a good time. The parties, the people, the game. Um, it was it was so fun. Um, but honestly, like the the funnest part of this whole season, I got to be real, as the funnest part of this entire season, legitimately, has been Brock Purdy. <laughs> Brock fucking Purdy. Big cock Brock. Who saw this coming? Who saw this coming? This is like, you couldn't write a movie script this good. You know what I mean? Like, a undersized kid, legitimately like Mr. Irrelevant, the very last pick in the draft. The team already drafted, you know, who they thought with the number three overall pick the year before. Go figure, you know, the starter goes down week one, so the veteran steps in, he plays well for 10 games, and the next thing you know, Mr. Irrelevant, seventh round rookie, comes into play against, you know, a playoff, uh, a really good Dolphins team, and plays well, and continues to play well, and then his second game. His first NFL start, he goes up against Tom Brady and beats Tom Brady. And then the game after that, he needs to go on the road in a short week with uh, with damaged ribs and a, and a torn oblique. And he has to go up to Seattle 
arguably one of the hardest places in the NFL to play a game with that stadium on the road on a short week and he clenches the division and he's clutch and he keeps winning and winning and winning and the kid is playing arguably the best football we've seen from a quarterback in like 10 or 15 years maybe 20 when's the last time we had a quarterback play this well seriously like What Kaepernick did was incredible, but I wouldn't say that Kaepernick was playing the quarterback position as well as Purdy. I would say Kaepernick, what Kaepernick was able to do in terms of explosive plays with his legs and his arm was more impressive. But just in terms of like playing the quarterback position, hitting who's open, being efficient, calm under pressure, getting through your reads, making adjustments at the line. This pretty kid's fucking legit and he's playing so well. And I'm like, how does this kid who looks like he just got out of Spanish class, how is he leading this team's best offense? Like I said, the the five games that Purdy has played, we've put in four of those over 30 points. I'm trying not to yell, but seventh round rookie Brock Purdy is operating the Shanahan offense at a level that we haven't seen since Matt Ryan when he had an MVP season. We're averaging like 30 plus points a game with a seventh round rookie. Like what the fuck? And now we're the two seed. We're the two seed now with a seventh round rookie. Does this make sense? He's thrown what, like 10 interceptions or 10 touchdowns, like two or three interceptions. Like what? Three to one touchdown interception ratio. That's fucking good. 68% completion ratio. That's fucking good. Making clutch plays under pressure. That's fucking good. Mobile enough to evade the rush. He's freaking juking out defensive ends and safeties in open space. That's fucking awesome. Like, it's so fun. And it's like, how long is this going to last? I don't know. Like, whatever magic Purdy has. But here's the thing is that he's playing so well. But it's also that he's not doing anything that's, like, not repeatable. Do you know what I mean? Like, nothing that he's doing is like, wow, there's no... It's nothing that's, like, high variance. It's literally... Shanahan schemes a play and Shanahan says, Hey, this guy's going to be open. If this happens, if that doesn't happen, then this other guy will be open. And Purdy says, okay, I hit the open guy. And then it's like, cool. So you're going to have pressure coming on you with a blitz. And you know what to do when there's a blitz is we have a hot route going towards the blitzer. Okay, cool. I hit the hot route under pressure, convert the third down. Cool. So what we're going to do is we're going to have a play action boot rollout and they're either going to crash down on you, in which case the flat is open or they're going to be open and you can rush for a first down. Oh, by the way, no need to worry. It's only like third down in Seattle and, you know, the division's online. All right, cool. I'll just rush for a third down. And not only will I do that, but because my ribs fucking hurt, I'm going to slide and extend my arm forward to get the first down because I'm fucking Brock Purdy. How do you not love this story? This is the coolest shit ever. Is Brock Purdy going to be the starting quarterback? I don't know. 
I don't know. Who knows? I mean, honestly, like I think that at this point in the five games that we've seen of Brock Purdy, I think he's played well enough the next season. We deserve a legitimate quarterback competition. Did we spend three first round picks on Trey Lance? Yup. Does Trey Lance have a bigger arm and he's more athletic? Yep. Purdy's fucking putting up 30 points a game. I'm sorry, but Purdy is executing this offense like he's been playing for 10 years in this league. It's crazy how good he is. All things considered. Now, does Purdy have the number one defense in the NFL and an offense loaded with superstars and playmakers? Yes. Does that make his job easier? Yes, 100%. But let's be honest, like, just because you have Debo, Ayuk, CMC, George Kittle, Trent Williams, all that good stuff, doesn't mean that your quarterback is necessarily operating an efficient offense. Again, Brock Purdy in this offense is averaging over 30 points a game consistently four out of five games, 30 plus points. I think the worst game is like 24, 27, which still how many games have we watched of Jimmy where we're like, Oh boy, I hope our defense can hold them to 13. <laughs> Cause I don't think we're going to get 20. Like really like Jimmy Trey. I, I love Trey Lance. I think I still think Trey Lance's ceiling is legitimately like a Mahomes, Josh Allen esque, you know, type of p- potential. He has a huge arm. He's very athletic. He's very smart. But Purdy's executing the offense. Will a team will will a team ever be able to say, "Hey, Purdy, it's all on you"? I don't think so. But with what we have and how cheap Purdy's contract is, and honestly, our quarterback room, our quarterback room is only like 10 million bucks a year. You know, Purdy's making like, what's a seventh round pick? Like a million bucks a year towards the cap? Nothing. And then Trey is like, what, seven or 10? Again, nothing. We got both of them. They're both under contract for, let's see. So Purdy, we've got three more years. Trey, we've got two to three more years, depending on a fifth year option. We got three years of both these guys where we can figure it out. Maybe it is Trey next year. Maybe it's Purdy. I don't know. All I'm saying is Brock Purdy is so fun. And this has been the funnest part of the season. And I I just can't help but smile and laugh when I watch the offense play. And it's so relieving not having like the heart attack dropbacks <laughs> we had with Jimmy, you know? Cause like when Jimmy was like in rhythm and on time, like the offense was pretty good, you know, three step drop, hit the slant, you know, like five step drop, you know, hit the in route. Like he was usually pretty good on that. If it was rhythm timing in between the numbers over the middle, it was, that was usually okay. But as soon as it was like, you know, two and a half seconds, the feet started pitter pattering. Jimmy starts looking around and it's like, oh fuck, he's going to throw an interception or take a sack or fumble. 
because he would never throw it away and he couldn't evade the sack. And you know what? You know what Purdy's doing? He's taking the easy stuff. He's willing to take the deep shots outside the numbers, but he's also evading the rush, playing well under pressure in the face of the rush, and he'll throw the ball away. How fun was that when the 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 safety blitzed him and you see him running and running and he jumps up and spins and throws the ball out of bounds. How fun was that? It doesn't make any sense. It's like this kid's 10 yard split is like 99th percentile when everything else is like average to below average. Like he can fucking juke out safeties and defense. It's so fun. It's so fun. So yeah, I don't I don't know what the future holds, but damn it, this Purdy kid is awesome. The offense is humming. The defense is loaded. The offense is loaded. We got three years to figure out Purdy and Trey, and that is a very positive problem to have. You know? Like, I will take that. You're telling me I got an efficient, fun-to-watch guy on a four-year rookie contract who's putting up 30 points, and then the other guy got has a bazooka for an arm and looks like a tight end? Hmm. Okay. I'll take that. Yeah. Give me, give me those two guys for the next three years with all these fucking playmakers and weapons and Shanahan coaching. Like, yes, please. And thank you. I love it. So what do the playoffs look like? So we're the two seed and we're going to be either most likely we're going to be the two seed. Uh, if we lose and the Vikings win, which I doubt, cause I don't think we're losing to the uh, David Blau Cardinals who don't have DeAndre Hopkins. Just saying. Um, I don't think we're losing the Cardinals in the season finale. If we lost to the Cardinals and the Vikings won, then we could be the three seed. If we win and the Eagles lose, we could be the one seed. Now, I do think the Eagles are going to win. Um, it sounds like the giants who they play are going to be resting a bunch of their key players because the giants are locked into the six seed. No matter what, they can't be the five. They can't be the seven. They can't win their own division. So the giants are the six seed regardless of the outcome. So it sounds like they're planning on resting a few of their guys. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles won, we won. And then who the fuck cares about the Vikings? Cause we have the tiebreaker. So that makes us the two seed. So, holy shit, we're the two seed with a third string rookie quarterback who is playing out of his mind. It's, again, like, how do you not love this season, love this team? It's so fun. This has been so fun. I love it. I freaking love it, dude. This, it's... I don't know how this season's going to end, dude. We might we might have Brock Purdy lead this team to Lombardi number 6. <laughs> like we might win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy. Legitimately. Like think about it. Think about this. If we average 30 points a game in the playoffs and we have the number 1 defense, can we win a Super Bowl with a rookie quarterback? Fuck yes. 
Like I would pretty much, if you told me, Hey Brian, you're going to have the number one defense and an offense that scores 30 points every game throughout the playoffs. How do you feel? I'd, I'd say, you know what? I think we're winning the Super Bowl, And we might. And we're getting our guys healthy as well. Debo Samuel had that really scary injury against Tampa Bay. He's playing this week. Like, by, by all accounts, all the training reports and everything... Debo's going to play. He's probably going to be on a pitch count, you know, probably only like 10 or 15 snaps, but Debo's going to play. Elijah Mitchell, he should be back. Is he going to be on a pitch count? Yeah, probably. Probably only going to play 10 or 15 snaps, but you know what? We're getting Elijah Mitchell back. Jordan Mason's a stud. CMC, maybe, maybe it'll take 10, you know, 10 or 15 snaps away from CMC so we can keep him fresh for the playoffs. Brandon Ayuk is a stud. He'll probably hit a thousand yards. He's only, he only needs like what? 70 yards. I think something like that. George Kittle's George Kittle. Bosa's Bosa. Bosa's healthy. He's playing out of his mind. Bosa's two sacks away from tying Alden Smith for the 49ers sack season record. Two and a half sacks which I could definitely see happening against David Blau and that Arizona offensive line. Two and a half sacks, he sets the 49ers franchise record. Dre Greenlaw got hurt, but uh, it sounds like it's not too serious, so he might play. I mean, Javon Kinlaw, Eric Armstead, they appear to be doing all right coming back from injuries. Thank goodness, too. I mean... Javon Kinlaw, the kid's story is incredible and just the size of human he is and the type of athlete that he is at that size, he can wreck just interior offensive lines. If he could just stay healthy, he can be a a dominant interior defensive tackle. I don't know if he's ever going to be a polished pass rusher, but he can definitely be a fuck up the middle of the offensive line kind of guy. Because he's got that ability and the size and the strength and the athleticism to just wreck offensive lines. And I hope he does. But he's been playing, uh, you know, 10, 15, 10, 15, 20 snaps a game for the last two games. So that's good. Apparently the knee's holding up. Eric Armstead appears to be, uh, you know, coming back pretty healthy now from his foot injury. So the team is getting healthy And they're going to be hosting playoff games. So assuming that we win, we're the two seed, we get to host two playoff games. How many teams want to come into Candlestick facing a healthy 49ers? Dude, we we could... This seems like we are destined for an NFC championship game. How cool would it be if Shanahan made three NFC championship games in four years? Again, like, obviously it all still happens. I'm trying not to get too far ahead of myself and speculate. I'm just trying to say, look at what we've done this season. We're on a nine-game win streak. We have the number one defense in the NFL. We have a rookie who's putting up about an averaging about 32 points a game. 
for the last month where the two seed were getting healthy going into the final week of the, the final week. We're getting healthy going into the playoffs with the two seed and the team is clicking like this is awesome. This is everything that you, this is why we love football. You know, this is it. The incredible plays and the incredible story. And we have so much of that on both sides of the ball. And it's, I'm just fucking hyped, dude. I'm excited. This is so cool. Um, I think that's about it, but uh, I appreciate you. And I hope you're as excited as me. This has been so fun. And the season's almost over. We've got one more regular season game. After that, it's it's elimination, you know? It's, it's win or go home after this. So I just want to say, like, this has been it's such... Like I said, you know, it's it's an emotional roller coaster. The game is crazy. This this whole season's been wild, but it's been it's been awesome. I love it. So all right, I'm gonna get out of here. Um prayers to Damar Hamlin and his family. Uh hope that all goes well. He continues to recover. I pray he makes a full recovery. And uh, as for you guys. You know what to do. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies. Like, share, subscribe. I appreciate you. And as always, go Niners.